Westall, Melbourne, 1966. Hundreds of witnesses, mostly students and teachers from two schools in the area, reported observing silver, saucer-shaped objects in the sky. At least one object was seen descending into a nearby field, landing briefly and then quickly ascending and flying off at speeds that defy our known capabilities. As far as UFO sightings go, mass sightings involving hundreds of witnesses are by far the most interesting and hardest to dispute. There has still been no official explanation or acknowledgement for this incident. This is Into Deep, I'm Jack Rowland and today I am joined by Joy Clark. Joy was one of the many witnesses to this incident while attending school in Westall, Melbourne. Could the military have had experimental crafts this advanced 57 years ago, or were these visitors from another place entirely? Let's hear about how it all unfolded back in Westall 1966 with Joy Clark. Is there a point to all this? I think we're getting in too deep. You don't apply. Bad luck. Well, I have one speed, I have one gear. Go, 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 very well, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Really, really appreciate you making the time. Um, now, you were a witness of the Westall incident back in 1966. I think uh, as far as UFO sightings go, mass sightings are by far the most compelling for me. Um, yeah, maybe we'll just start with what happened back in Westall in 1966. Okay. Well, I I was yes, definitely a witness with along with all the other lots of us. Um, I was in science class, and Mister, it was coming up to morning recess. It was about quarter past twenty past ten. A student ran in, flung the door open. It was a girl, and said, "Mister Greenwood, Mister Greenwood, there's flying saucers in the sky. There's you know." There's, there's things in the sky. And, of course, we all just burst out laughing and, yeah, right. And, of course, we're thinking, oh, come on, you know, it's coming to recess. You know, we get all get a bit excited. And, uh, anyway, Mr Green was trying to calm us down a bit and he said, hang on, just wait, just wait. And, anyway, the bell went and he said, okay, we'll all go out and have a look. Um, don't run down the corridor because we used to get into trouble for running in the corridors. And so, of course, we all walked very quickly, uh, had a half run. Out, Some went out one door, I went out another door, you know, out onto, ran across the, um, across towards the oval. And all the, there was lots of other kids running around. I don't recall a lot of the other noise with the other children, but it was apparently very loud because my sister was also there. But she was around the other side of the school playing netball and she said she can remember the noise was really because I just ran out onto the oval with there was a couple of my friends near us and Mr Greenwood was close by and just stood there and looked up into the sky and trying to see and then all of a sudden I saw them and when I saw them I was absolutely transfixed I was so excited and I just stood there and I looked at them and I just wanted to focus on what I was looking at because of the shape of them uh, the colour, what the way they were moving, it was just unreal. It was I was so excited. A lot of the other kids apparently, or quite a few, were a little bit frightened. Um, but I was excited and I just wanted to take all this in because I'd never seen anything like this before in my life. What, what were you looking at? Well, they were like flying saucers, you know, like the cup on the side with a hump in the middle 
the silver disc, um, a row sort of maybe lights. So I could I couldn't sort of say that one hundred percent, but they you know were flat on. And the, the way they moved was just incredible. And they were zooming over there, over the – we had big power uh, pylons in the corner of the playground. And there was they were zooming over there and then you'd look and all of a sudden, oh, it's over there, they're over there. or what? Because I saw, um, along with other kids, depending on where you were too, you know, the perspective of what you saw, I saw three, some only saw two, some saw one. It just depended on where you were. But – um, you know, there were just the movement was amazing. It was just incredible. It was just incredible. How could you? And then, of course, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, how could you best describe the movement? Um, extremely accurate and extremely fast. Hmm. Like they would be here, and it would just go straight up. And then straight across, and then straight across, and then over there, then over there, then back down there, you know, up, down. Just amazing. Moved like nothing we'd ever seen, like nothing like an aircraft or, you know, anything like that. Because when later on, um, or within a, oh, it must have been a few minutes or so, they were, they were around and, that, and then the, the um, they got buzzed by um, small Cessnas from Moorabbin Airport because we were very close to the airport. So we were used to seeing these planes fly over all the time. Well, they came and they sort of buzzed around and, and of course, they had to fly in and come back. Now, these things were having a ball with the with these planes. It was like they were playing cat and mouse, you know. They'd let them get close and then all of a sudden one would just go zoom and zoom. I mean, it was just incredible. It was amazing. So you said you saw three, did you say? Yep, yep three. Yep. And, um, I mean, far, it's this is just amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And it did happen. It was real. And, I mean, it wasn't just me and it wasn't just, you know, it, 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 there were teachers there were students, there were with, with the high school students, of course, there were the primary school t- uh, students, there were people working in the market gardens office. Because in those days, Westall was a very rural, um, you know, really rural place. So there was quite a lot of farming. There was houses, of course, too. And the school was only relatively new. Westall High School was only relatively new. It had been there for a couple of years, but um, I think there was only... Um, trying to think my sister was a year ahead of me and I think there was only uh one or two classes ahead of it wasn't even up to matriculation or you know Mm. at that stage so it was a uh, they were both new you know relatively new schools so we we and they said there were people in the market gardens that were working that saw them there were you know it just wasn't children and it wasn't dark and you know it was broad daylight beautiful clear you know sky um yeah just amazing how old were you when this happened or what grade were you 12 in? and a half 12, 12 and, and a half. half so that's like grade yeah. six i suppose no 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 i was in year eight oh, i was okay. very young i i started high school when i was 11 and three months old mm, right. i didn't do i didn't do i didn't do prep so i went to grade one because wow. <laughs> i could read i could <laughs> read because of my older sister she, she i could read i've always been um a very uh, avid reader. Mm. I love to read. 
know. Yep. So yeah, yeah. So reading was a real thing. So and because I could read and, and write, that I didn't do preppies. So I sort of turned because I'm October born. So I sort of turned eleven in the October in year six, and then went to high school the next year. Right. So, yeah. so <laughs> these things are kind of zipping around in the sky. How many? How many people witnessed this event? Do you? Oh, do you know a couple of hundred. Yeah, a few hundred people. Mm. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. There were, because the, the, the kids that were out on the field, there were already kids out on the field doing sport. They are playing cricket and football and all that. It was, they were doing PE. And they saw them earlier than we did because that's why the girl had run in to, to tell because there were kids out on the, on, the, on the sporting field that had already seen them, you know, and, of course, were, you know, quite a few minutes or not – well, they were a few minutes ahead of us coming, all coming out. Yeah. Mm. How long did the event uh, take? How long were they around oh, for? Oh, look, it, they were up in the air for quite a while. I tell you, probably, it's hard to say. I mean, it's a long time ago, of course, mm. but they were. It wasn't quick because what happened after the aircraft disappeared and everything too, the sources had come sort of back into view. And then they went up and they went down into the pine trees into the area called the Grange. Now, the Grange was part market gardens, bush, pine trees, well, and it was acres and acres of land. There was also a really old house in there um, that years and years ago had been, people had actually lived in, you know, lived in it. It was a really old house. Now, we used to do our cross countries and stuff through there. So we'd disappear. They'd send us off on a cross country and we'd nick off for, you know, whatever. <laughs> and uh, anyway, they disappeared behind behind the trees, right, and they were down. Now, some of the kids, that's when some of the kids had run down the oval and jumped the fence and took off after them right into the grange. I didn't go. I wish I had of now yeah. uh, because, you know, we – used to, you know, you couldn't leave the school grounds in those days without permission. It was just not on. It was, you know, ruled by really strict rules, not as, as lenient as they are these days. And um, anyway, they disappeared down behind the tree and some of the kids had run in after, after them and they were down there for oh, a few minutes and, um, well, it was probably, yeah, look, it could have been 10 minutes, I reckon, or more. And then they came back, came back into the air, and went, came sort of back. And one of the girls that I was with, Suzanne and I, have been down to the school quite, you know, recent, uh, recently and over the years, just to verify in our minds what we actually saw. Because uh, Suzanne even had um, hypnotherapy to take her back; she was so keen to to go back to try and clarify in her brain what she'd actually seen. So, And we went back and, and we sort of feel that the big, we said the big one, we reckon one was bigger than the other. But I think the only reason it was bigger is because it was closer. So the others were a little bit further back, you know. And anyway, the big one, it just took off straight up in the air, turned on the side, and as it's turned on the side, the sun had hit the bottom of the disc and you got that, light you know the beam of light from the sun mm-hmm. and then they just all went and they were gone when they just when like they were gone was it could you see the movement or was it so fast you couldn't even really it was incredible detect? well that's what it was like it was just boom straight up you know you're watching straight up in the air on the side 
that's it. They're gone. <laughs> so it, <laughs> it, side of- it moves blunt side forward. Well, we, Un- underside, yes. underside forward when, when it zips yeah, off. Sort of on, on the, actually on the side. They, mm. When they went up on the side, they mm. went sideways. So it went up straight like, and then the, so I said when the sun hit the, you know, on the, the bottom of the disc and then it, it, they just flew off mm. like that and they were gone. Yeah. What what can you tell me about the? Um, I know you didn't jump the fence, but what what can you tell me about other students' experiences from oh, jumping well, I, the fence? I'm quite, one of one of them is is a friend of mine to this day, hmm. and um, she her name's Terry. Now Terry went running through the Grange because she she was a year behind uh, behind me, but um, anyway, she went running through the Grange or whatever. She came around the corner part of the Grange and there were two other girls that were there. Uh, one was, one had fainted. Uh, one was hysterical and ran past her and ran back out of the Grange and all past her. And she went around the corner and it was, one was hovering on the ground right near, she was virtually not directly in front of her but it was she could see it as clear as day it was on the close to the ground hovering on the ground Mm. and she and she saw it uh when she got closer she tried to she went to go a little bit closer and she could feel some heat coming off it and then it rose up in the sky and just took off just took off um did any of them have any uh bizarre things happen to them or anything i mean I, i've i've looked at a lot of different uh ufo cases and and mm. you know th- there was another similar one in zimbabwe in zimbabwe, yeah uh, maybe no, I can't look, remember. No, none of none of us none of the witnesses to date have ever said that we saw little green men mm. or saw figures um yes we did see craft and without a doubt but i don't think i've ever had had sort of anybody that and there hasn't sort of been anybody that's actually come out or maybe there have, well, there have been, but they haven't been. The facts just don't add up um, uh, about, you know, what happened that day. But most of us sort of don't declare. We did see UAPs or UFOs, whatever you want to call them. Mm. But they had to have been controlled by some, something, someone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was the experience for the um, the students that ran up really close to it was that a traumatic one or was it an exciting one? Your your, your friend think, Terry, well, how's, like how's I she? Said, one of the girls, one of the girls had had fainted. Now, um, whether or not she was just overcome by the emotion or whatever, real, I really don't know. Terry wasn't frightened. She she wanted to get close. She she said, "I knew I'd get into trouble because I jumped the fence," but she wanted she wanted to have a look. She just mm. wanted to get clear. No, it didn't traumatise us. Not, mm. Well, like not that I can say. I I was never. I've never been traumatised by it. I always, actually now, especially because people are talking about it, um, I feel a bit privileged, actually, to have witnessed what I did. Yeah, that's yep. that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Good outcome. Yeah. Um, so I. You know, I've I've seen that documentary Westall sixty six. Um, I've yeah, yep. I've been looking uh, into this case a, a, a bit recently, and um, one of the students that keeps popping up was a girl called Tanya. Ah, um, uh, that's yeah, that's a, a 
a story. Look, Tanya did apparently get taken on. I don't didn't see that, so I can't really comment on that. I didn't actually see what happened there. But apparently she got taken away and there was supposed to be some sort of hoo-ha. But there's – look, it's it's a very foggy thing. I don't okay. know enough about it. I didn't see it, so I really can't comment. Sure, sure. Um, before we get into the what happened after, um, I would just love to dwindle on just the specifics, as much specific, specifics as I can get out of you about the actual craft. I mean, what size was it? Yeah, they were huge. Well, they were visible to the naked eye, mm. right? Now we're talking, you know, you're looking in the sky and they were visible, very visible to the naked eye. So they would have been, what? I'm trying to think. Not as big as a bus, but probably as big as a couple of cars, they were they were big. Mm. You know, they weren't little. They were they were very. You, you could see the shape. They were very visible, so they were quite large. And was there any? What was the surface like? I mean, I've heard me- metallic. Well, it looked was there... shi- it looked like metal to me. You know, shiny sort of grayy. You know, not shiny shiny like stainless steel, but you know, sort of matte. Mm. Grey, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. just that, yeah, but definitely a metallic type thing. Any windows or, or any abnormalities? Well, I, see, I can't remember that exactly. I do remember, I'm pretty sure there was a row of windows sort of around, all lights around the bottom. Right. But I was just sort of concentrating on the other, you know, the other sort of bits and pieces. Mm. That's what I say, it's, it, after 57 years... Some things are very clear and some things some are a little bit vague. That is extremely clear to me, like what I saw with the craft and whatever else. And then, of course, what happened after that is extremely clear to me too. But it, there are certain things that I'm not – it's like with the Tanya thing. I didn't say that. Some of the kids did. So I can't comment on that. Sure. I can only comment on what I saw. Were there any sounds from, from the um, I I seem to recall just a really slight humming, a, a slight humming. Hmm. Um, what about when they would actually zip around? Did there seem to be any any sound, any uh, no, no, any no, manipulation no, of the air? no, just movement, just movement. It was no. I can't say that there was any any you know particular sound. No. That must be a really surreal thing to witness. <laughs> Well, at the time, I guess, you know, we didn't sort of think about it too much because it was exciting. Like I said to you, I was excited. Some of the kids weren't. Some were quite frightened. Mm. They thought it was the end of the world. You know, this is, we're going to get invaded, you know, or whatever. What what are these things? That, you know, what's coming up? What are they looking at? What are they here for? I mean, mm. you know. Yeah. Was there any anything, any other features or surreal aspects that stood out as just odd or just any other information about these Just crafts? the way, well, I think just the way that they were, it, it didn't seem as if they were particularly worried about us looking, you know, watching or whatever. Like, the, it, I don't know whether because we were children or whatever that, you know, if, I mean, you can sort of think, make up theories, whatever you like to do. But they didn't seem overly perturbed or or worry to in a hurry to get out of the way, you know, to get away, get away. Yeah, they weren't threatened. They weren't worried. 
Yeah, well, that's that's what I think, right? That's what I think. Mm. Yeah. So, after directly after this, the the crafts zipped off. So they've been flying around. They've they've landed. They've risen back up, turned on their side, zipped away. During this time, you've had light aircraft like Cessna airplanes, kind of coming in and and checking them out as well and trying to follow them. Um, Once they all left, what happened after? Wow, what happened after that? Um, Well, I just sort of was just decided I everybody was just sort of all over the place running around like crazy things and I just walked around the other side of the school and sort of hanging over the fence on Roseback Avenue. Now, we had... um, the Hume Pipe Factory was opposite us. It's now all housing and all that now. And we had a big um, nature strip. Anyway, I'm just sort of looking at watching all, you know, doing whatever. And next thing, these Jeeps arrived. Now, they pulled up on the – and I remember this very, very clearly. This, that's what I said. This is very up here. Mm-hmm. Can't leave, won't leave. Um, they pulled up and they were green Jeeps with the, you know, the canvas covers over the back. Now the guy got out of got out of the front, and he was in a green uniform. So he went and pushed. There was about there were two of them, two or three. I think that I remember two, and he pulled the back up. And these other people in green uniforms got out of the um, the back of the jeeps. They both did. They had uh, like clipboards and things. Now also too, some of the uniforms, some of them had camouflage gear on. Right, like in camouflage. Now, apparently, and this is fact, in 1966, Australian Army did not wear camouflage, but the Americans did. Hmm. And there was there was a um, a group of them that was stationed, I think, at the Victorian Army, Army barracks at that stage. So they they did wear camouflage, but they were definitely in the camouflage and the green. So they all sort of. Were to came together and they were talking and pointing and you know so I was just watching them. Then they got back in the in the jeeps and they took off around the corner, at, which I think they went down to the Grange, obviously to, mm. to check out what was going on down there. I think how yep. how soon after the event did the jeeps t- uh, turn up? Oh, they were there within fifteen minutes. Fifteen, 15 20 minutes. minutes. So yeah, yeah. So, they from, were there. so did you say it was probably? Roughly about twenty minutes of the event from when they the the crafts turned up, um, it would have been about a twenty minute duration, yep. and then fifteen minutes it's, after. So we're talking about thirty five minutes of them actually arriving. Thirty five minutes later, you've you've got some kind of authorities. Oh yes, absolutely. That's they were there, quick. pretty quick, smart. That's yeah, pretty, they were there. They were sp- there, quick, smart. Did you speak to any of them? Did any of them no. talk, talk to you? Did did were you no. able to, or do you know anyone? Uh, was anyone able to verify whether they had Australian or American accents? Um, I'm not sure about that one. Mm. I, I didn't. I couldn't sort of hear them talking. I could hear them sort of mumbling because it was across, you know, quite a dis- well, not a distance, but they were across the road, and it wasn't like that. And they weren't talking that loudly. They were sort of talking to each other. But it was funny because that afternoon, uh, my sister had said to me. I know, she said, I didn't see them, but I know what you saw. And she said, we're going down to have a look because we'd all been told that, that was another thing that had happened Not after that too, with that we had that special assembly. Anyway, we'd been told you don't go down 
anywhere near it. If you talk to any media or whatever, you'll be into trouble. You're all hysterical. You didn't see anything. Don't talk about it. It was a weather balloon, da-da-da-da-da, all this. That was the principles to us. And anyway, she she said to me, we're going down to have a look at going down to have a look. She said, I to don't think we're going down. Yeah, or mm. near the Grange. Mm-hmm. We went very close, though. We only went just across the road from the primary school was the gate where we used to go through because the primary school was on a dirt road and we used to go through there to have – that's where we'd start our cross-country runs. And um, so we just went in. Now, we didn't go in very far at all and – we were sort of, she said, get down, get down. And we were sort of watching and, and we walked up to this fence and the grass was really, really high. And there were army people in there, right? And some were digging and doing, and they were sort of had machines and they were taking notes and doing things. And she she was watching, watching. Now the grass was, was high, was waist high at least, but had been flattened into a really big circle like it was flat and they were in there and she we were looking and watching and then all of a sudden she said to me oh I don't like this we're going to get into trouble come on quick we've got to go we've got to go so we took off but there were more than one circle there were Mm. two or probably three or four at least because I I remember that one Terry of course had had the circle where it had been hovering in front of her and a couple of the other witnesses have, have have pointed out spots where they they reckon they came later in sort of circles. So there was more than one particular space. Wow, what? So um, we sorry sorry. Yeah. Go on. Oh, yeah. I was, I was going to say what what more can you tell me about these men that arrived? I, I've I've heard uh, various accounts. Well, there that was they... not just that. There wasn't wasn't just them uh, over the whole day because uh, we'd had this assembly. We had um, army. I think Air Force, men in black suits, police, right? We had all these people coming and going. The principal called this special assembly to try and get everybody to calm down because everybody had gone, you know, a bit crazy and then <laughs> go mm. back into that was I think was after lunchtime because nothing sort of happened through, you know, because people were just going really crazy. And then um, he he was standing in the uh, quadrangle, we had the quadrangle where we used to have our assemblies on a Monday morning. Now, there was a little sort of, um, there was a doorway and there was like a, um, a porch, I suppose. That's where he used to stand. Now, behind him, and it's still there, is, is a long corridor. Now, this corridor had glass, you know, glass, what you could see. And he was there with the the uh, deputy prime minister, oh, the deputy, well, I suppose the deputy principal, mm-hmm. she was there as well. And behind him, when he was talking, they were all lined up. These people in these uniforms, right, standing, watching what he and listening to what he was telling us. Now, a couple of the kids also apparently got interviewed by the men in the black suits. Um, so they were coming and going and then, and then, you know, and I mean, the fire brigade had turned up too. And then later that afternoon, um, Channel 9 had arrived. Now, my, 
being told, you know, don't talk to anybody, uh, to me, doesn't work. So (laughs) (laughs) I I was with about four other kids, myself and Marilyn, a couple of boys, and we were out the front of the school. We just walked out the front of the school because it was coming up to Easter, so we, we were going on to Easter break, so we usually finished a little bit earlier. So we, we walked out the front of the school and um, the, the Channel 9 film crew were there, you see, and they come out when the man came and said, you know, I, you know, oh, did you kids see what, you know, he said, yeah, yeah, would you talk to us about it? So it was, said, yeah, yeah, so we told our story and whatever else. And it, as we're standing there, I remember, um, and I'm pretty sure he was a policeman, but he, he walked up to me and he put his hand on my left shoulder and he said to me, put his finger and he said to me, now you stop talking, all you kids stop talking, you go back into the school. And then he turned around and he pointed at the cameraman and he said you stop filming and you go away hmm. now that was on the news that night because when we when we got home my sister said mom dad you was going to be on the tv you was going to be on the tv so um anyway and it was but of course that film has gone missing so um you know there was yeah yeah so. that the and film that was on the news has gone missing yeah so there's no yeah. archive of that no there's there was a cylinder found Okay. There was a cylinder found, but the yeah, in the Channel Nine, you know, where they store things that said West or whatever UFO, but there was no film in it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, the um. So I, mean, I got detention after that. Oh really? Back- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so did all the others. Yeah. Worth it. <laughs> Worth it, though. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. Were Were there any? Uh, threats from these people? Uh, were there was there any kind of blackmailing or threats? Or? Well, look, we were all just told. Look, in look, our principal was ex-army, right? Mm. Now, mm. and he he ruled with an iron fist, and I mean he did. So if you stepped over the line, if he said, you know, don't do this, and you did it, you got into trouble. And it, it was just the way it was. We weren't allowed to talk back or whatever. We were virtually told just shut up, don't talk about it. Didn't happen going to go away, go away and have an Easter break, you know, but, I, you know, it's all, it's finished. During it. But I say to people, why in heaven's name would you have Army, Air Force, black suits, uh, police, fire brigade for a weather balloon? Really? Mm. No. <laughs> Sorry, no. Doesn't cut it with me. You know, and, and media that wanted to, you know, you for a weather balloon, no. Hmm. Hmm. And there wasn't a weather balloon. There was more than one. It was, and this is it. And um, so that was it. But then the next day, um, see, and I, I was lucky too because my parents were, our parents were very supportive. My father and mother were very supportive. Some of the kids' mums and dads had said to them, oh, you're stupid, you know, you have your stupid kids and blah, 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 you know. We, we did what we were told in those days. We didn't really – can you imagine if we'd all had phones like today? Well, wow, you know, it would have been on YouTube in five seconds. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm. but we did what we were told and we just sort of accepted, well, we've been told and not allowed to talk about it. Well, I guess we don't. But apparently a couple of the kids had been interviewed, as I said before, by the men in black and told – um, you know, things like, oh, I suppose you think you saw little green green men, do you? And blah, 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 trying to ridicule them mm. to make us feel like we were all stupid, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah, it's um yeah, I've I've heard uh that there was um photographs taken and 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 the camera was was taken and, and never returned. Yeah, the, the um physics teacher Barbara Robbins, she she had taken photos and that was confiscated. That was taken off her. Hmm. The camera was taken by the I think it was the Air Force that took that. Mr. Greenwood had been uh interviewed, they'd come to his house and uh the arm uh, no, the Air Force and told him that if he was spoke about it, that he would be charged under the Secrets Act and that his um, reputation would be uh, sullied, that they would say he was an alcoholic and he would never teach again. Now, he was a very young teacher hmm. at that time. Westall, I think, was his first teaching you know, job, and he was a great teacher. So, you know, there, there were people that re- were really sort of quite put under pressure not to talk about it. And of course, as as um, time went on, I mean, some of you know some of the people we went to school with became doctors, lawyers, uh, nurses, you know, all sorts. Of, we all went in all different ways, all different professions. But some of them, like I know for a fact, one one of them that was in the form I was in, he became a a, um, a barrister. Now he was a witness, but he wouldn't talk about it because can you imagine? You know, people would say it was probably. You know, right. so it would have affected affected his, you know, his work life, his whole life. So it affected people in all sorts of different ways. I I never, um, I mean, I had a lot of of um, flack from people, you know, saying, "Oh, how drunk were you? And what drugs were you on?" And you know, I was twelve and a half. Goodness me, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean the yeah the, the there's a few different mind blowing um, aspects of this. Of course, the craft is the most mind blowing. But yeah, you know all, all these people turning up so quickly. I mean, we're 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 talking about it a huge a massive cover up within within the like even oh, even if a- even if they were Americans, this is a huge cover up within the Australian government. It kind it kind of blows. When, when, when you hear about different cases happening across across you know a, a lot in America and and stuff, but it, it it does bring it more home when it's in you know little old Melbourne in in the corner of the yeah, world, you know, yeah. like just and well, would, yeah, and rural Melbourne back then. It's no, uh, it was rural, and and look, and the next day, so, so so we only lived we lived in Springvale, but we lived just across the railway line from Westall, which was we walked through paddocks to go home or whatever. Um, the next day, I we had people arrived at my house. Now we didn't even have the telephone on in those days, so I have no idea how they got our address. But they were the Victorian UFO Society, mm-hmm. and they wanted to interview me. Um, now there was. Paul Norman, who was an American, and there was a very glamorous blonde lady that I remember and another man. So they came into our house and we sat at the kitchen table with mum and dad and my younger, much younger brother. And um, they asked me what I'd, what I'd seen and drew, you know, had to draw a photo and whatever and they asked my sister about, you know, what she'd seen as well. So mum and dad were quite supportive of about that and then the next day they came back and they got me and took me down to the grange and took a photo of me standing in one of the circles now i've actually got that photo do you want to see it i would love to see it all right well hang on give me a sec yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) okay here we are now that's the that's me and that's the burnt out 
were, because they'd been burnt. I heard, yeah. But because the, the the army actually slashed and burned the whole area the next over the next couple of days. So, but that was done. That was done. So that's me. So that's you. There. You standing in the burnt crop. One of the burnt out area. circles. Right. Yeah. Did Did you get a good look at the flattened ground before it was burnt? Um. I can remember with my sister that we were amazed at how how the grass was flattened in such as you know because it was so high to be flattened in that that circular thing yeah so it was pretty you know pretty but they came in see they came in and they slashed and burned all the all the areas that they thought that um, there was evidence I guess mm, uh, mm. So on, on the day of recording this, uh, the United States has just done a congressional hearing about UFOs, which is quite historic, uh, given its history of, um, you know, <laughs> total denial and propaganda. And, and, and like you were saying, the, the, the stigma that has gone with uh, oh. viewing UFOs has been uh, ex- extremely effective. Um, even if there's evidence to support it, a lot of people just really don't want to, uh, you know, it, it just puts them in the in the crazy category or something. And it's it's been a very, well, very... Well, it does. People, you know, I, I mean, I've had people that have, have been really quite abusive, you mm. know, in ways. And I it sort of hasn't, it never worried me too much. But I always had a question. I'd say, okay, look... You're entitled to your opinion. That's fine. I don't have an issue with that, right? And I have, you know, but I'll ask you one question. And they'd say to me, what's that? And I say, well, were you there? Mm. And they'd say, no. And I say, well, I was. End of story. I don't have to justify my, I know what I saw. The other kids, the other people, we all know what we saw. It happened. It was real. It wasn't because we were hysterical or whatever else. So I don't have to justify what I saw to anybody because it yeah, happened. Yeah. And I know what I saw and I can't take it. It's in my brain. It's a memory that's ingrained in my head. It's like you may have had experiences in your life that have stayed with you for forever that you can remember from when you're a little boy or, or whatever. There's something that was, you know, or if you've had children, you can remember the birth of your children or something that stays in your head and you can remember it. This is what it's like and I can't, it can't, it won't go away and I don't want it to go away. Mm, right. But because it, it was a real thing. I feel like at the moment the stigma the stigma is finally being lifted. I feel that people are ready to talk about it. I feel that people are um, very excited by the subject, open. There's a, a lot of credible people from within the US military and within the US government that seem to be whistleblowing and, and willing to talk, speak out. Um, and... Yeah, I, I think a lot more people, especially in the, in the internet age, there's just so much information. There are there are many many mass sightings. There is the the Phoenix Light. Oh, there's they're the, all. Like, yeah. this, I mean, they're all over all all over the world. It's not yep. just us, and it, it's not you know. And we were lucky because ours was a daytime sighting. Mm. I mean, really, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of people it's night time, but we were in the day, and I mean that was just. It was incredible. It was one of the most amazing things that has ever happened to me in my life. 
Right. I've spoken to another um, uh, witness, and one one thing he was saying was, I mean, he seemed quite pissed off. He said he said he 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 wants to he wants some answers before before he dies. You know that he said there hasn't even been a. Uh, a, a limp excuse saying it's weather balloons. There's been absolutely zero official explanation. There's been no statements. Absolutely. Zero. Not a, just a complete denial this didn't happen. Not even a, a Roswell-style excuse. And <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that given the, the timing of what is happening now, especially coming from the US, that maybe there could be an opening to... Um, I don't know, re relook into this and, and try and get some people, some higher ups, some official people to ma maybe about, comment. Oh, that's, do you know what? That's basically, that's most, what all of us really want is for someone to say something extraordinary happened that day. Hmm. Something very extraordinary. There, something that, look, if they can explain what it was with proof, you know, that it was a, a, a whatever they were doing, testing something or experimental crap, okay, so be it, we'd accept it. But I don't believe that and I want, uh, all we want is verification that, yes, we were witness to something very unusual. Right. In in, right. in, in the documentary there, there it, uh, you know, it shows different things and, and you've just described of, of tapes being missing and, and archived information being missing. There seems to be a lot of um, whenever there should be evidence, um, it is it has been uh, evidently removed. Um, yeah. You would have been interviewed by many people over the years. You would have had a lot of researchers um, probably speaking with you. Can Do you know any um, – do you have any ideas of the main roadblocks that they have faced? Uh, have, there, have there been attempts to speak to higher-ups? Like do we at least have any kind of indication of what direction we need to be looking in or who to be applying pressure to? Well, I, I know, I don't, have you spoken to Shane, you know, Shane Ryan? The, no, the I've, re I've reached out. From but from Canberra. I, yeah, yeah, I haven't, he, haven't he probably, spoken. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Shane was sort of how we all got out, you know, because he was was um, starting, he was going to write, he was a student at Monash Uni and um, he was going to write a children's book based on the so-called myth hmm. and that's how he got into it all things. But, yeah, he's tried, you know, lots of things, there's freedom of information things and all sorts of stuff. I, look, there's got to be something somewhere. Right. That's something yeah, there's got to be something somewhere. But where is the thing and, and whoever decides they're going to release it or doesn't want to release it or has been told not to release it, who knows? Oh, that's another thing I must tell you. Um, my father used, was when uh, we were was working at government aircraft factories at that stage. Now, he was building Jindavik's and Mirages, right, which aircraft, of course. Now, he was working a lot down at Avalon. Up and down. Now, within probably about five weeks or so after the event, he came home one day and just said, there's to be no more talk of the UFO hmm. to my sister and I. Now, whether he'd been uh, told or he was trying to protect us as, you know, children, I really don't know. And unfortunately, he passed away very young and I never got the opportunity to actually ask him um, why that was said you know he, yeah look and because he was dad and like I said we sort of oh, okay 
all right, so we just didn't talk about it anymore. Mm. 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 So that's what I say. Yeah, interesting. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, has this stemmed a, a big interest for you in the UFO phenomenon throughout your life or has it just been, uh, do you tend to just stick with your experience? Oh, no, look, I'm interested in what's going on around the world, you know, especially mm. now around the world yeah. with what's going on with these things. And it, it, I have a probably a little bit more open mind to certain things. Some things I find still a little bit, you know. Yeah, there's it. It goes with the territory, there. right? There's whenever you're talking yeah, about UFOs, you know, a little bit out there, and I think, well, okay, um, possibly. I don't don't sort of make point the finger and say no. You know, I mean, I yeah, I don't know. People say they've experienced something. I wasn't there, so I don't mm. know. Yeah, mm. and I suppose when you've witnessed something that defies the laws of physics and what is possible as we know it, um, mm. that must affect the way you view reality, right, <laughs> to some degree? <laughs> it would for me. Ah, uh, look, the, you know, we are but one little dot in the universe. Right, you right, know, right. Honestly, the universe is infinite, isn't it? Mm. So, you know, we cannot be the only possible. And in all honesty, my God, the way the the Earth is, we, you know, who would want to come here? All we want to do is <laughs> blow each other up. Oh, for God's sake, you know. Totally. I sometimes think they probably come around and have a look and say, oh, God, I'm not going there. Look at them, the idiots. <laughs> uh, now, th this is, in, of course, pure speculation, but what do you think it was? And UFOs. Yeah. I definitely think they weren't from they were from another whether it was another dimension, another universe, another whatever. I mean, you just look at technology, you know, we've gone from you know, um mobile phones that used to look like bricks to now mini computers to you know, and could be they live could be part of us in dimension six thousand seven hundred and twenty five or something. Mm. You know, I think that it just changes all the time, yeah. all the time. They're, and there definitely definitely wasn't something of this era. You know, I mean, of this this world, they were to me different intelligence, diff just because of what they were. Yeah. Mm. Never seen anything like it since. You know, before nothing compares in even today's aircraft or whatever compares to them to what we saw in what how they moved in the you know, just the whole thing well and you know in in one sense that being so long ago it's it's difficult because there's so um you know so much time has gone past and and so much evidence uh might be more difficult to track down but at, at the same time being so long ago and being that advanced i mean there's a lot of people that say, you know, given where our technology is at now, it could be more plausible that it could be a military uh, experimental craft or or Russia's or China's military craft. But given that it was in 66, what we knew yeah, about techno exactly. technology back yeah. then, and yeah. we haven't actually yeah. seen any of now, the, the fingerprints now since? with technology, you know, especially with all this AI and stuff that's coming around now, um, yeah, would be just to make. I mean, 
you know, look at, at technology, it's even like in science and all that sort of stuff, things have changed so much. I mean, my my son's 39 and he's one of the first IVF babies born in Australia. Hmm. So, you know, I without that technology, I wouldn't have had a family. And, I mean, now it's, it's, it's just compared to what I went through way back then and even now that technology has changed so much. So, the, you know, similar thing in, in the science field and, yeah, it's amazing. You know, mm. the incredible things they can do now just is, is amazing with robots and, and, you know, just just technology. You can use your phone, you know. It's like you can, you can do your banking. You can speak to people around the other side of the world in, in an instant. I mean, it, you know, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, David Grush has been the recent whistleblower that I think just spoke to Congress. And yeah. uh, when he did his interview with Ross Coulthart, um, Ross Ross was questioning him about, you know, so they, they, these are potential beings or crafts coming from other planets. And, and I noticed that uh, David Grush kind of kind of corrected saying or or possibly other dimensions it it seems like that there's been a bit of a shift in the narrative to suggest that these might not be interplanetary visitors but these could be interdimensional visitors um uh, look i no, maybe but i mm. i really think that you know ours whatever we saw was definitely not of this world and, and because the technology would wasn't there then mm. Mm. right there was nowhere near there yeah. No. I definitely. Gauss de- was definitely, you know, whoever. <laughs> my, my, I mean, when when you when the suggestion of actual other intelligent creatures coming and visiting, I mean, my my mind just goes to the the weird the weird details. Like, what do they eat? Do they have pets? Do they? What yeah. is their What is their village like? What are they? Well, do they are have they politics? Body? Do they? Do they? They are, are they bodily like us, or are they? You know, maybe yeah. they're more like um, I don't know, three dimensional or something. Who knows? Yeah. What What is their One society we'll built out. on? Yeah, I, I really, <laughs> I really hope so. How um, do they think? How do they, yeah. Sure. One, one. I, I spoke to uh, UFO researcher George Simpson recently. Oh, George. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Know George very well. Lovely yep. bloke. Um, he he sent me through this photograph that of a some kind of UFO, and apparently it was taken in Baldwin, which is a nearby suburb. Two days. That's right. Two days yep. prior. Uh, I'm just holding it up to the screen. Uh, yeah, have, I've you've, seen you've that. Seen this I've photo? seen that. Is that what yep. you saw? Similar. Very similar. A, a bit different. Yeah, a little bit. What what were the differences? Pretty similar. Uh, just with the, the bumpy thing on the top. Yeah, this, this one's very yeah. bell-shaped. It, it looks like one of those silver dinner um, dinner uh, plate things when they reveal a fancy meal in, in the cartoons back in the day. Yeah. Like it's a very bell-shaped yeah. one. Was, was the one that yeah. you saw a bit more like the uh, traditional one that is depicted throughout yeah, pop culture? Yeah, I, I yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. It's very, very similar, very, mm. very similar. It's not to say, you know, maybe it was, but it was my, you know, my perception. Don't forget I was only a young, yeah. you know, a young girl then. Mm. So, you know, it's quite possible it was the similar one, you mm. know, but that's not my perception from back then. Yep. Perhaps if I saw it again today, I might think it, you know, it's like, well, yeah, it really does look a lot more like that one. Right. 
Yeah, fascinating. Well, I'm yeah really really hoping that there can be um, a resurgence of interest in this um, yeah this particular incident. Um, and uh, I don't know how you can deny when hundreds of people have seen the exact same thing. I don't know exactly how any any and rational wasn't, person and can deny. And it wasn't just and it wasn't just kids either. Mm. I mean, it wasn't just kids. We had adults. We had. There's probably a. I mean, even one of the one of the kids, one of the witnesses' mothers, who's quite. She's in her nineties now, but she recalls she was out in the. She was taking the washing out to hang on hang on the line, and it flew over the top of first, so or flew across. She saw it fly across the backyard, mm. you know, or in the sky over the yard. So I mean, it's not like we were all. You know, no, we weren't drunk and we weren't, you know, we weren't on drugs and, and whatever. So there is a huge, you know, huge mixture of people. And there's people we've had recently at uh, one of our get-togethers, we had a, a a guy came, Tom, really nice, young, younger than me. So, But he was at the primary school. Now, he's only just come out and admitted, you know, his um, fiance knew she... She knew very well, but he's only just sort of come forward to talk because he feels confident now that he can because he knows other people have seen what he saw. Mm. But he he was a child. He was only about seven or eight or something, whereas we were, you know, he was in the primary school and we were in the high school. So, you know, there's a a huge mixture of of different people. Yeah. Well, I'm going to keep keep looking where as wherever i can look about this case because i'm absolutely enthralled by it and are um, you are you going to the thing ross Goulthart's doing in the state library i'm actually going uh, overseas on the 12th so i'm oh. i think it's on the 12th <laughs> so i'm missing it okay. unfortunately uh yeah, which i'm pretty I'm bummed going, about so yeah okay. yeah damn well but, i'm actually i'm actually in ross's book Oh great! Yeah, I've, I've I've got it on Audible, so I'm I'm yet to read it, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it's good, it's good. Yeah, he's, yes, he was a lovely, he was a really lovely man, very, very open, very good, and uh, I mean, I did a thing with um, Ida Buttrose, and she was fabulous too. She was just amazing. She, and she after the interview, she said to me, "What did she say?" She said, "Joy," she said. I can tell by your body language and the way you talk. She said, I know what you're telling me is the absolute truth. She said, I believe you. I believe you too, Joy. I believe you too. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, I mean, and and another thing, if if there are people listening that um, can point me in any other, any direction, or if there's any more information, um, please hit me up on Instagram at intodeep.podcast because um, I would love to try and – or a- anyone, doesn't have to be me, but I've, I would love a bit more light to be shed on this um, um, oh, I think incident. So. I, think, Soon. I think so too. Well, look, that's what I say. We just live in hope that one day and, – and the bottom line is it did happen. We saw what we saw. And, you know, we weren't all hysterical and we didn't make this story up. Mm. You know, we've had all that said, oh, that we all got together and, you know, what, 200 and something of us and, you know, we've all got similar. Yes, we have different perspectives. That is because we we were in different spots when we saw what we saw. Some were on the field, some were over, you know, some were coming out of the classrooms. You know, we all have a different perspective on things, but we have a similar 
or not similar, but that it binds us together because our stories are basically all the same. So, mm. Mm. And you can't have – how could you manufacture that? Yeah, yeah. Have to be a pretty, pretty uh, sophisticated um, yep. practical joke. But, um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Well, Joy, thank you so much for sharing well, your story. Well, thank you. It's, it's been yeah, a, good. A, I hope. I hope it goes all right for you. Yeah, and no, I hope you got what you wanted. Absolutely, so. it's it's been a pleasure to talk and, and just hear about that first first hand experience. And um, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll we'll stay in touch. I'll, I'll let you know if there's anything else that yeah, I can find. Yeah, do do. So if I look, if I get anybody else that's willing to talk to you, I'll talk to some of the girls. So oh, I might have a, have a chat. There's because, like I say, you know, we've all got similar, we've all got different story, but they're the same. Right. Right. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we've all got. Yeah, yeah. It's um, and it's really quite nice because there's still quite a, a few of us. It's, we still get together and have lunch and all that every so often. So which is really nice. And it's funny we don't talk about we still. You talk about you know what have you been doing now? The grandkids, you know, yep, blah, yep. blah blah blah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's really quite funny. What a but fascinating no, thing to bind you all, really. <laughs> Good on you. All Uh, right. Well, it's nice to meet you and thank you for your time. Yeah, likewise. Thanks, Joy. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Take care. Okay. Take care. Bye.